Should we uh, play the special intro music? Yeah. For when we have a, a special? Yes. Alert! Alert! Let me hear that boom, boom, boom. Let me hear say, Caroline, it was so nice of you to make that on such short notice. Now, you heard that right. This is a special episode. I know our tagline usually is... (laughs) I forget it. America's favorite untrue untrue crime podcast. Yeah, that's usually our slogan. But today, we actually have a true crime to share with you. And we're going to attempt to solve it live on air. It is something that has stuck with me since college. And I just think it's time to air it out. It's something that stuck with, I think, a lot of people since college. Mm -hmm. I know we've done a lot of crazy things in the past, ladies and gentlemen. Like, there were so many people who came up to us and thought that our um, podcast network was real, when really that was just a bit going on. What I want to say really up front, this is a real event that happened in both of our lives. We're not even joking. Yeah, no. Um, This is something that actually did happen our freshman year of college, and- this is all real life. So take the un out of the true and make it a true crime podcast. We thought we've been doing this so well with fake cases that we really wanted to give our hand at a real one. So this is true crime. So we will be using first names of actual people. And here's what we have to say. If you're listening and you're one of the people we name, we this is all in good fun. We're just here trying to get to the bottom of a mystery. We are trying to figure things out. And it's been long enough that I think we need to just be honest with ourselves. And I think whoever did this crime, which we hopefully will get to the bottom of, whoever did it does need to confess now. It's been long enough. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you did it, it confess. We're already on to you. We are hot on your trail. Uh, so without further ado, further ado, let we me... We call this one, Who Had Sex in the Hooper Schaefer Fine Arts Basement? Let me paint the scene for you. It's freshman year. So 2015, there's a pack of like 25 new freshmen, right? 25? Was there more of us? I think there was like 30. Yeah. Okay. 30 um, new freshmen to um, the theater department. And we got an email. Let's give a little background first. Yeah. About yeah, yeah. the theater building. Okay. Yes. Um, it, it was a different time back then. Um, this was before the clown murders started happening. Um, It was, well, no, it was not before school shootings, unfortunately. (laughs) They weren't as prevalent, maybe. It was before the pandemic? Before the pandemic. And so things weren't locked up. We could go into this theater building any hour of the day. Yeah, I mean, like, loosely, we were supposed to, like, like have to scan our cards in. Um, That was even later that was added. I I really think these doors were unlocked like 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, Yes. Most of the things we used it for were 
very class oriented things. We had rehearsals very late into the night. We had like G troop, which was our comedy troupe. We would rehearse from like 10 to 12 to midnight, two nights a week. Mm -hmm. Um, there were class projects that you needed specialized equipment for, um, like lighting projects and stuff that were there. People were in that building all the time playing sharks and minnows. Yes. There was even like all department game nights where Mm -hmm. everybody would go starting at like 11 so they would it would like go into the wee hours of the morning and we would just go into the theater building turn and off we would all play, the lights turn off all the lights and we would play like monster or manhunt i and wonder if they do that anymore i hope they do because i almost pissed my pants playing monster i mean when i tell you this building is huge old and definitely haunted and we would turn off every single light in that building and every door in the building both the outside doors but also every door in the building was unlocked so we could go into the cats anywhere we wanted to go into any lighting booth any backstage area the basement anywhere we wanted to go was available to us and we would go there and hide and play games and it, it was our playground and for the most part, it was very innocent fun. I think we were like all pretty, pretty naive to what could have been going on. And this was like, in this occurrence was in stark contrast to what we had been experiencing our freshman year up to that point. Do you have a favorite memory of like those big all department game nights? Oh, definitely. It was, it was an all department game night. And I think it was upperclassmen versus lower classmen because not a lot of people have had showed up. Also, just pause real quick. We weren't going out and drinking and partying. We were literally on a Saturday night going into the theater building, a dry campus, and playing like all lights out manhunt with our friends. Yeah, like this, like, and don't get me wrong, like I especially like I got into partying like in college and stuff like whatever, but like there were really these nights where like the whole department was like, you know what? Let's not be typical college kids. Like let's wear our pajamas. Let's just go scare the shit out of people in our pajamas. Yeah we'll give you rides to there like sober as a gopher um i think i think one of my favorite one of my it has to be i don't remember who i was hiding with and i could have been like solo but it was upperclassmen versus lowerclassmen because there there was like a ton of people there i was upstairs and upstairs was a labyrinth a labyrinth i never figured out how it worked not to mention the cats i mean not like just taking those out of the equation upstairs was a labyrinth there was like a there was like a lighting lab but then if you like turned a corner and went up stem stairs there was a lighting room with all the actual lights in it that then led out to the cats but then the cats would like interconnect and there were hallways that connected the three different theaters and the hallways you never knew which one you were in they all looked the same they all intercrossed and interweaved it was insanity there was a rug room on the opposite side of the stage there were some areas that like would dead end and then you'd have to like find your way out. Yes. So I like was... at the very end of the maybe past the lighting booth. Yes. We're there just was more dead storage. End, but it just dead end. Like you couldn't get all the way through though. No, you couldn't. Yeah. But then there are so... other places that had like eight doors that led into one little corridor. And you're like, yes. which one do I take to get out of here? So I was upstairs and it, and it had to have been, it had to have been like, midway through the game because I was breathless I was like sweating and breathless and I had run up the stairs and been like okay there has to be some people like hiding up here because like I just wanted to find other hiders because I was terrified like shaking in my boots 
I ran somewhere I had never gone before and it was pitch black. It was where the like second, the long storage was for the costumes. Oh. So it's this back ass hallway, no lights. There, There's a door that leads out to the cats, but then there's like two other doors that lead. I still like gun to my head, don't know where those doors lead. I hear Jacob Stuckey and Meredith going, little ones, oh, little freshmen, where are And I I was literally in my head thinking about Meredith's voice that she would do playing monster. It still haunts me. She was so good at terrifying the piss out of me. So it was, it was Jacob and her and they were hot on someone else's trail. I don't know who they were chasing, but I somehow in my way was like in their path now. And I just remember being like, if this goes south, like if I, like if they actually like are bad people, I, I would believe that right now. And I would, I'll die. Like I had convinced myself because of the voices they were using. Jacob was like banging on the walls. And I literally was like, okay, what if this is like hazing? Like, what if this is like, this is where they get you. And I was like, there's no one up here with me. I don't know who they're after, but like, maybe it's me. So then I'm like, like a hummingbird. Like my heart is like a hundred miles an hour. And the, the long storage was like, so scary because it was like pitch black and like I was so scared to go in there and so I was like okay fuck that so then I ran out onto the cats and all below me I could see the ghost light in the Jones <laughs> literally was like this is not fun and the Jones thinking. cats are terrifying because you could like flip over those so easy and they're so high up and then I just sat there the rest of the game I don't like I don't I don't think I did anything I don't think I like wanted like, to play anymore now at least yeah. I'm alive. <laughs> Yeah, I literally was so scared and I and I was just staring at that ghost light and I was like, someone has to fucking find me. And um, I think either Jacob or Meredith still like found me. Jacob loved the cats, but man, it was that that is like imprinted in my head where I like I knew I was trapped. <laughs> I couldn't get away. Mine that I have. I remember we were playing monster and the monsters went and hid. And then we're, you know, however many minutes later, we also go and try to hide. And I went into the maybe, and it was for, I don't remember what show it was, but they were building up the VOMs a little bit to make them like flat instead of, so there was like a place you could go underneath platforms. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're you know talking what I'm about. Because I fell through one of those platforms before they were reinforced. Okay. During- you know what I'm talking about. Yes. So there was like space you could crawl under and it wasn't yes. fully finished out yet. So I think I was with, I don't even remember who I was with, but it was with, it was maybe Peyton Heidenreiter or Evie. And we went to go hide under these bombs and we get underneath one and it's pitch black. And I hear this whisper of Noah Patton in his creepy ass voice. He's like, what are you doing under here? But like 8,000 times creepier. And that's when I almost let loose everything in my bowels because what are the odds he was right fucking next to me and so i like probably banged my head hard as hell and sprinted out of there i whoever i was with i didn't care i didn't care if they were gone i didn't care if they were dead i didn't care if they were stuck i think that it's i think it's important though because like these games like i said i was alone like there came a time in these games though where you were solo at the beginning, you'd all be like, oh, we're sticking together. We're a team. We're looking out for each other. As soon as a monster found you, 
every man for himself. All bets are off. There are no loyalties. You you are using your cutting. and <laughs> I will push somebody down if it means that I'm getting back to safety. These games and like, it was so like just cl- good, clean fun. But also to emphasize the uh, cavernousness of this building. The maze-like structure of this building, yes. And how we could be there all playing a game together with so many people from the department and still not run into anybody because Correct. there's so much space and so many different places to go do things. Imagine though what I was describing on upstairs, how it's like kind of maze-like and there's a like, and like Andrew said, there's a lot of different entrances on the bottom of the building was the basement. It was our prop storage and there were a ton of different entrances to it. Absolutely a ton. And there were props everywhere. It was also, even though it was a bigger open room instead of hallways, it was maze-like just because of the amount of furniture. Like there were rows of chairs and couches and props and pillows and these closets. And And like big, uh, like lattice fence structures that almost created their own little rooms. And And it's the basement. So reinforcement poles. Yes. Yes. For the building. Just pitch black yeah down there there's not even like ambient lighting or ghost lights or anything it is the pitch is black down there so now do we want to cut to the email yeah i think you remember the email better than i do it would be a slam dunk if we could pull it up it would be a slam dunk if we still had access to our baylor email accounts and we could go into there i wish i had had the foresight of like screenshotting that same but we get an email from stan the head of the department and it was basically a little bit cryptic, but also very pointed. And it was BCC. And it said something along the lines of, you're in college, you're an adult, whatever you do on your own time is none of my business. But when it comes to this theater space that I'm the department chair of, I do mind. So make sure to not do anything in this theater space that you wouldn't do in front of me. Mm Mm-hmm. So very pointed and also confirmed because Stan would not have sent that email out if there wasn't some sort of confirmation or event. Correct. That did happen to set it off. He wouldn't have sent that if it was just a rumor. Correct. Um, So then, of course, the rumors did start flying. Yeah. And maybe they had been out there before the email was sent too. Yeah, the rumors started flying. What was basically gossiped about enough with the teachers that then got passed on the students was it was sex. Like someone, a pair of people were caught. At least a pair. Yeah, at least a pair were caught having sex in the basement. Now, I also did hear another rumor that a condom was found. Nobody was caught. I heard that too. But there was just a used condom that was found. yes. Now, we don't know how it was discovered, Mm-mm. whether it was the people or the um, evidence, but we're pretty sure it, it it happened. Oh, I definitely think people played a game or two of Monster, saw how open the building was and how strict the dorms were. And we're and like, we're like we're coming back here. <laughs> yeah. Look at all these sofas in this prop basement. Of course, then... 
every rumor was flying. Oh, it's the freshman. It's the freshman. You're so horny freshman. To a point, yes, because we are the ones in dorms. True. With, with like you said, strict visiting hours. To another point, though, I think we were the ones that would be most scared to get in trouble for that kind of thing. To defile a space. Oh, Correct. yeah. Yeah. But anyways, people tried to find out information. Everyone asked around. Everybody knew it. It was the talk of the department for weeks. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of just fizzled out. Um, Gone, but not forgotten. Yeah. And we're going to get to the bottom of it today, or at least try to. So Juliana and I have each um, on our own developed a list of three suspects who we think it could be um, based on hard facts and evidence. And Mm -hmm. we're here to present those, see what aligns, see what doesn't, and uh, hopefully get to the bottom of it. I um I have some I have some suspects that I've already mentioned one of them and they used to come in a couple, um, but Meredith and Garrett. That kind of makes sense in a weird way because they got engaged on the roof on the roof of the Hooper Schaefer Fine that's, Arts Building. So yes, so from below to above. That's what I'm saying, and so I'm thinking, okay, so they were juniors at that point when we were freshmen yeah they were juniors at that point when we were freshmen and i think that it could have been you know they were on again off again um garrett if you're listening hey um (laughs) i think out of the two he's the one that like would listen to the podcast um but uh if you're listening seriously garrett i love you like i love you so much um you're awesome and i can't wait for my next visit to Atlanta so we can hang out. But um, sorry to drag you through the little Mariana right now, but there was theirs was a tumultuous relationship. They were on again, off again, but like the theater was like their space. You know, they 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 even starred oh, in a show sense. together. Yes, they starred as, at a, in a marriage story. Correct. They were a married couple. And it would have been in the vo- very VOMs of Put the marriage below. story. Yes. Whoa. So that's those are my those are my yes because they were they were big that theater space was important to them yeah maybe this is another reason why and they're the perfect ones to kind of get away with it because Garrett is like goody two shoes all American boy like wouldn't do anything wrong and Meredith I feel like was cunning enough to be like it was one of the freshmen that's a really good theory thank you. Well, before we go any further, I think I think one person made both of our lists. Yes. And his name's Tanner. Tanner was um, a boy. All I know is he had brown hair and brown eyes and white skin. He was in our class. Yeah. But only for a few weeks, it felt like, before he dropped out. It was so quick. He was my twin. In your in our family? In your family. In my family. He was Whoa. my twin. Yeah. So you were left solo uh-huh just like you in that monster game god i seriously even when i think about that now sorry to come back to this i'm still scared <laughs> you know how taylor swift in her song right where you left me is still in that restaurant i'm still in the cats of the hoover shaper fine arts building being chased by jacob and meredith knees to your chest tears welling in your eyes looking at the ghost light as my only semblance of hope <laughs> Hundreds of feet below me. So if you get any closer to it, it's no longer hopeful. You're dying. I'm dying. I later got engaged on that stage. That went well. 
Um, okay, but Tanner, people getting engaged. Wait, wait. People getting engaged in the Hooper Shaper Fine Arts Building should stop because look at the last two couples we've mentioned. It hasn't gone over well. Moving on. Anyway, back to Tanner. Um, he wasn't in our class for a while. He left. But while he was here, he made strong impressions and they weren't great ones with no, a lot made, of people. He made strong waves. He made strong waves um, and he made strong alliances with upperclassmen. And by alliances, I mean he hooked up with a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, the upperclassmen were really hooked on a very average looking white guy with a bit more confidence than a normal freshman, I would say. Um, but yes, he definitely made it in quick with the upperclassmen, which then I think made the freshmen a little skeptical of him and mm -hmm. what he was doing. And also we all knew that he was, he was like a rabbit in heat. <laughs> Literally. Do you know who maybe he would, he was with? Um, the, the strongest impression when I think back of people who he was hooking up with was mm -hmm. Morgan. And let me tell you, that brings me to my next person, Morgan and Hunter. Morgan and Hunter. <gasps> so Morgan and Tanner have been named by both of us. Mm -hmm. Although Morgan wasn't on my list. I just had Tanner. I, I didn't, I had, I just had my three were Meredith Garrett, Tanner. But now that you said Morgan, I'm like, okay, well, it was Morgan and Hunter. But were they an item at that point? I don't think so. I don't know if at that point, but I do know that they did at one point hook up or got close to hooking up i know but i feel like that was too late okay scratch that scratch it may that. have been too late but they may have been the beginnings they may have wanted to be secretive at that point so true okay but he was he was a he was a conniving little little rapscallion i would say i wonder where he is but i really don't i don't want to know where he is he would use words that were uh too big and i think he would use them incorrectly mm-hmm I remember at one point we were having a conversation in the dorms mm -hmm. and it was late at night as, as you do freshman year, you just are up at wee hours and in the, in the common areas, by in the, the way. common areas. Yeah. And he said something to me about the, the whole freshman class. He said, they're all iconoclasts. And I was like, number one, what does that mean? Then I looked it up later and I was like, that doesn't make sense. What you just said. It was like watching like Timothy Chalamet, but he wasn't like talented like to me or like good looking like Timothy Chalamet was. But you know how like Timothy Chalamet uses like lofty terms where mm. it's kind of unnecessary. It was like that, but coming from someone with like no riz. He had synesthesia and he wouldn't let anyone forget it. Every time someone sang, he'd be like, I saw a light blue. Yeah. And we'd be like, all right, give me a real note. <laughs> yeah. Okay, who else do you have on your little list, Diana? Next up on my list, I have Nicole. Oh, an, an interesting one. Nicole Pepper. Oh. Now, here's my reasoning for this, Nicole. Um, there was a Nicole in our class, not that Nicole. Nicole no. that worked in the prop basement. She was the prop master. So number one, she had all the keys. So if anything was ever locked, she had the keys. Number two, at that point, she did have a boyfriend who was not a part of the department. I was going to so say, outer circle, that's kind of He kinky. wouldn't care yeah. about our spaces or whatever. Um, and also, she knew better than anyone the inner workings of the prop basement, knew best places to hide, to get comfortable, to, you know, hike your and legs up. And also knew, because here's my thing too, like, 
if I were to do anything sneaky, if it wasn't like an all department thing, I don't really know like when the professors are there, but like Nicole would know when the professors, like the prop mm -hmm. professors would have been like in and out, whatever, you know, like she had a lot of insight and she yeah. had the uh, ability. Yes. My third suspect is Chris Hergert. Okay. And here's what I have to say about this, because here's what I remember. Chris, I heard one rumor that he was the one who came across the used condom and then told the faculty. Whoever smelt it, dealt it. Well, I think he may have staged it just because he wanted the freshman to get a bad name. I am going to counter your point. Yeah. We're trying because, to get to the bottom of a mystery. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to counter your point because I don't think Chris is that kinky. Once I, like, got to know him, I don't think he would, like, enjoy that. I don't know. That doesn't scream. That doesn't scream. No, and maybe you knew him better than I did. Maybe so. Maybe your impression is different than mine. Yeah. I'm going to. I, I do if remember. If we each have a veto, that's going to be, like, my veto for you. Okay. But we do. We do. I do remember there was a rumor that he discovered the the condom. And when you said that, I remember that as well. Mm-hmm. And I think he was a loud voice on the the freshman did it side, mm. which the louder they all, the harder they fall. So true. Now, my secret fourth suspect um, is is you, Juliana. Um, my partner was not there. He visited. Not in that time frame. That was before his first visit. We're getting I mean, to the bottom of it then. I'd say, you know what? good on you because what a thought can i just say i think it's too dusty down there you're so right everything think, was covered in a thin layer of dust in my defense i think i would be like wait that kind of sounds like really hot like wait what if we did that i'd get down there i'd be like okay like what what if we did this like so naughty and seriously i think i would get down there flick on a flashlight and be like uh-uh <laughs> Juliana and I were on a group call recently with some friends from undergrad, and I think there were eight people polled. Yeah. And of the eight, only one person had done any sexual acts in the in the building. Fine Arts building. Yeah. And that wasn't in the basement. It was in the lighting, the design lab. The design lab, yeah. And I think to me too, like the space was so, I can't think of like a better word other than like sacred or like homey. I was there a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't. Every think time I, I ever... exit the maybe through a vom, I did not want to see a spot that I'd been yeah. intimate with somebody. I didn't want to be reminded of that every single time. Cause we're in all those spaces all the time. Exactly. Exactly. During crew, they send you to every last corner of that building mm -hmm. doing who knows what. Yeah. So anyways, those are our, those are our suspects. If we have to say that we got down to the bottom of it, if we have to say we solved it, I'm going to go with Tanner. Well, here's the thing. We still have a um, group me of a majority of our members. Plus of, Tiffany. Plus Tiffany. Shout out Tiffany. And we did just ask for what people think. Um, and only two have responded since. But both people, unprompted by us, not even with our list of suspects, all on their own, both said Tanner. So... One said, I'll put my hand on the Bible. And one said, definitely Tanner. So not even like, mm, maybe Tanner. Both were definites. Both were utterly convinced. And could it be, and I'm going to double down on this, triple, 
quadruple down on this theory. Could his early departure from the program be because it was confirmed and the faculty offered him a quiet out? Could there have been shame associated? That's true as well. You know, could he have been like, well, I really messed up royally already. I don't think the faculty will cast me in things mm-hmm. because they all know I'm a dirty little boy. Yeah. If you have any mysteries you want, well, I guess we didn't solve it. I guess we're putting our stamp on Tanner. Yeah, we're. I'm putting my stamp on. I'm. I'm quadrupling down on him. Quadruple down, Tanner. If you're listening again, it's time. It's funny now. No one cares. Tanner, we honestly, it's it's kind of like a sleigh now. You did what none of us could dream of doing, and you got away with it. And you got away with it. Congrats. And if it's not Tanner, tell us. Tell us. We want to know. Even if, okay, even if it wasn't this instance, even if that, if this instance then inspired you to do the do in Hooper Shaper, Mm -hmm. let us know. And let us know where. Yes. But if you have any mysteries, you want to get some new opinions on it. We would love to keep doing some real crime stuff, Um, especially if it's like light and fun and funny like this, because it's just, it's fun to talk about. We'll have you as a guest and we can help you solve it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have you as a guest. Um, and if you are listening, you went to Baylor and you disagree with our list and you want to sound off or clear your name. Um, well, that's that a little, I hope this, this is a little different, but we'll see if, if our fans like it. All right. Uh, if you don't have anything else to say on, on three, you can count me down and I'll count you down. Name something else that really will, I think forever stick in your memory of the Hooper Schaefer building. You can count me down because I have mine. Three, two, one. Charity losing her toenail in the um, bomb when it, we were being lifted up on the pit. And then she had to be in a wheelchair for our final cabaret. Ripped it clean off. Ripped to that fingernail, am I right? Toenail, toenail. I mean toenail. Wow, I'd forgotten about that. Charity, shout out. We love you, girl. I will never forget about that. There's too many memories to choose from. Think of one. I'll count you down slowly. Three, two, one. When Jacob Stuckey almost slept through his workshop scene and he wasn't picking up his phone. (laughs) And so Ramsey and some people had to go to his house and literally throw rocks at his window to wake him up. I have another one. (laughs) Or the time Jayla missed one of the workshop scenes. Jayla was running lights and just didn't show up. I remember when during summer shows, me and Megan had found this smoothie place that did $5 smoothie Fridays. And then we like got a lot of people drinking them. So we would all show up with smoothie cups to um to Friday workshops. And one day they must have used expired smoothie mix because we all ran to the bathroom wait how have i never heard that oh yeah it was called tiger smoothie and it closed down that same like year so there was something fishy going on remember that scene we were in together where all i did was come out and eat chips and i made out with um josiah josiah josie remember when i was at a pomo when i was in a pomo about um mexican immigration an ever Latina person in the in the department plus Jordan was still not enough to play the Mexican people. 
Remember when during my pomo that I directed, you were called up on stage by Caroline Munsell to cut her shirt in half? Mm-hmm. And you had a, almost a panic attack, it seemed like. I was scared. That's Can I tell outro. you, if oh. that happened to me, no. If that happened to me now, I would have cut the shirt immediately. You've gained a lot of confidence and chutzpah. If you ask me to cut something on stage, I'm going to cut it. Remember when Steven would kind of cameo in workshop scenes and like kill them? And then like Steven did that one with Lily Myatt. It was Steven Pounder's Lily Myatt. Yes, and... he was the exterminator. Yeah, but he killed it. And Grant. Grant. Have we ever thought it was Grant and Blythe? Juliana and I did something crazy in the Hooper Schaefer every year. Every single year. Andrew and I did something kind of wild and crazy. That's all we'll say. Tune into the next episode to find what it is. Because it was pretty cute.